Good evening, listeners in podcast land. Welcome back to the Kaiju Transmissions podcast. I'm your co-host, Kyle Bird. And I'm Matt Parmley. Uh, And today we uh, have uh, a couple of friends with us. We have, uh, of course, our good buddy Kevin slash unofficial third host, essentially, uh, from Mazer Patrol. Welcome woo, woo. back. I, I got promoted. Can I put that on my LinkedIn now? Woo! Oh, and and, and uh, happy anniversary. You just had your, your uh, one-year anniversary. Isn't that great? Yes. Isn't yes. It, that? I don't know how that happened so quickly, because, like, I feel like your wedding was, like, a week ago. <laughs> Pretty much. Yep. <laughs> um, Time flies. Yes, I still have. Oh, I've been the, I, doing the blog for ten years now, so that's another. Oh wow! Thing. Yeah, I still have the little Godzilla figures from our tables from your wedding around here. Somewhere. True fan. Confirmed. Yes, yes. Um, anyway, and making their well, I I don't know what we're gonna release first. Making either their podcast debut for KT or their second appearance on KT. We have uh, our friend Lux Edwards. Introduce hey, yourself. Everybody. So everyone's probably saying, "Who the hell is this?" Um, <laughs> I it, so I I know you. Well, me and Matt know you from the way back when from the Monster Zero forums, and that's how like a bunch of the people that show up on here we all kind of got connected. <laughs> that's how we know Tom. That's how we know Jared. It's not how I know Kevin. Um, and, uh, but, but uh, I mean, I don't know where, where, where may the people out there uh, maybe find you or know you from? Because like, I know you have a couple of bands, stuff like yeah. that. I, I want to make sure people, uh, they get to know you and where they can find you and, and all that stuff. Well, I am Lux, uh, they, them pronouns, and uh, mostly I stick to my musical projects. I, I've been a lifelong kaiju, Godzilla fan, uh, tokusatsu, all, just all manner of stuff uh, in the geek uh, forum, but uh, primarily my interest in hobbies have been in music, and I've been in a lot of metal bands over the last 20 years, and... Right Another now, thing that uh, we've we bonded over <laughs> yes, early, yes. We bonded over metal. <laughs> um, but you can find my uh, my current bands, uh, Soul Mass and uh, Wraith Storm, on Bandcamp, Spotify, all streaming services. Uh, we primarily play death metal, doom metal, that kind of stuff. Yeah, this is the first time I've heard your actual like speaking voice. I think too. I mean, I've heard your like death metal growls, but. That's it's not, completely different. That's, isn't yeah, it? that, yeah, that's not how you usually talk. Surprise. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, now that we have the pleasantries out of the way, um, we're here today to talk about the Netflix uh, sensation? Question mark. Um, if my voice cracks a little, and if I sound a little stuffy. Um, it's not because I'm going through puberty again. It's because I've had like not a cold, just kind of like a pseudo cold symptoms. So pardon me. Um, anyway, not a cold, but kind of a cold. Is that? Yeah, I have like a half a cold. Like I feel fine, but like I I'm a little stuffy and I'm talking a little funnier than usual. Um, anyway, 
But, so I don't know, this was like the number one Netflix movie over the weekend or whatever. I don't know if that means anything anymore, considering Netflix just kind of like release a thing with like no promotion and just kind of like let it rot. So I don't know if, like, who cares? Um, So Troll is a Norwegian giant monster movie, not to be confused with 2010's Troll Hunter, which we uh, did a show on a couple years back. Um, Or the Netflix series Troll Hunters. Correct. Or uh, the 80s uh, Sonny Bono starring fantasy film Troll, which should not be confused with Harry Potter because the main character in that is named Harry Potter. Um, and also not to be confused with its sequel, which isn't actually a sequel, called Troll 2, which uh, doesn't have any trolls in it. They're goblins and is one of the best movies of all time, might I add. And also <laughs> not to be confused with uh, Troll Dolls or the uh, cinematic loose adaptations of said dolls, Trolls and Trolls World Tour. This is. I'm very confused. <laughs> Would There's... anybody confuse any of those properties with this movie? No, but that would be great. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather be watching any of those other properties. <laughs> Having, actually, I think <laughs> aside from the Netflix series Troll Hunters, I've seen all of those. Like, I have a young daughter, so I've seen the, the Troll and Trolls uh, World Tour. <laughs> so, so the one that's produced by Guillermo del Toro is the one you're like, nah. Yeah, right. I have a confession. <laughs> I have a confession, and that's I've never seen Troll Two. That I understand is the infamy, but Look, that is I'm I realize bad, I'm a bad you, person. <laughs> I realize you probably haven't seen Citizen Kane, and Citizen Kane is a great movie. I've seen it a couple times. It's, it, it really is one of the best. But I, I mean, on you know, like your watch list of stuff, like bump Troll Two above Citizen Kane. I feel like the only response to Matt saying that is the cutting in the, oh my god! <laughs> you owe it to yourself. Anyone listening owes it to themselves. It's a treasure. I know. Uh, god, see how much excited we are getting, like, talking about Troll 2? <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, so, uh, this is, um, uh, a movie made, uh, for Netflix. Not an acquisition, um, uh, and it is directed by Roar Uthog, who I, you know, I'm, I don't know how I am with Norwegian names, so I might have just ruined that, but, um, that's like, that's a pretty awesome name, I'm not gonna lie. Um, and, uh, Roar, I'll just call him Roar, like, like we're buddies, um, I guess is probably most well known for making the Tomb Raider movie from a few years ago that, Nobody, I don't know a single person that I think that saw that movie, but, um, and then I some, saw it. Oh yeah. How, uh, was it? I mean, I only went to see it because I'm a fan of the new Tomb Raider trilogy. So, uh, I just kind of showed up to see what it was about and I walked away kind of ho hum about it. It was still a good movie, but nothing to really write home about. All right. Um, I guess that kind of applies to this movie as well. <laughs> okay, yeah, yes. <laughs> well, speaking of nothing to write home about, um, so uh, this was, I think, announced in twenty summer of 2020, and uh, it just came out last week as of this recording on Netflix. Um, and uh, I guess we can just get right into it. The, this honestly isn't, isn't the... the the deepest material. Uh, so, I mean, aside from just a general kind of review, I don't know how much we have, but Matt, I am going to, uh, popcorn you to give us a plot synopsis of troll. Can you do oh that? Boy, Good luck. <laughs> uh, if, if you struggle, like the- just remember that you've seen Godzilla 98 a couple times and then, Whatever you're struggling to remember will come back to you, I bet. <laughs> there's some King Kong in there, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, basically, there's a, uh, like this mountain dig and with some pro- protesters. And uh, there's this giant explosion that the government is trying, is having a hard time sort of explaining. 
they ended up enlisting the help of paleontologists and they realized that uh, there could be a, a giant creature. Nobody believes her. You get the whole like footprints through the city thing. Uh, we learned that she has a fractured relationship with her, who her father, who she thought was crazy because he had all this knowledge of trolls. And of course the crazy guy ends up being correct. Um, the military predictably tries to attack the troll and, and kill said troll and, fails miserably on a couple occasions um there's some other characters who frankly i don't remember their names and don't matter it's like generic military guy and names uh scientist guy <laughs> uh the you get a lot of back and forth with like the the cabinet trying to decide if what they're going to do and they eventually decide that hey we might like level the entire city it's unclear to me if that was like supposed to be a nuke or just some very super powerful missile thing but yeah. Um, in the end, they yeah, it was are, like a uh, super weapon or something. Yeah. So in the end, they they basically managed to uh, lure the tro- troll to the middle of the city. The troll is defeated by sunlight, preventing the city from being obliterated by the military. And uh, there's a really interesting post credit scene that Kevin said he absolutely loves so much. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> that's troll. Yeah, that's uh, that's the very broad strokes. Uh, oh, and they, uh, you know, they can smell Christian blood. I got to make sure I throw that in there. Yes, which it's means such a if, central part of the story, which is it's absolutely not. <laughs> well, we we talked about that when on when on our troll hunter episode that that's like part of the folklore or whatever that they can yeah. smell the blood of Christians. Which means, Matt, I'm sorry if me and you are I'd be like, dead. yeah, if if the two of us are like stuck in a troll <laughs> threat situation. Bird's gonna I, I gotta get away. Cap and put, yeah, he's gonna <laughs> yeah. break my knee and throw me down the cliff and let the troll follow me. Yeah, I gotta get away from you. Um, well, they I, yeah. also say that the Norway becoming Christian was what got rid of all the trolls in the first place. Yeah. Um, how does can are are we uh, well uh, Lux? Are we getting ahead of ourselves, or or, or is this something that because you you know you you have uh, some some stuff on the actual folklore of trolls and all that so i don't know if i, I mean now is probably a good a time as any if you want to like kind of get into any of that stuff i mean yeah i can briefly kind of sum that up because there's not a whole lot of folklore in this movie that really matters <laughs> that's true. um i mean yes the uh the father figure who's the expert on trolls he he says some things that are related to folklore you know and uh some of the side characters joke about hey you know, are we going to go have an eating contest with the troll and, and, and relating all these old folklore stories? But um, really, it, it, it all just kind of boils down to like more ancient Norse mythology as far as where original trolls came from instead of any of that other folklore, which they do touch on on the movie as well. Uh, similar to Troll Hunter, all of the folklore and all the, the children's stories were meant to uh, distract society away from the existence of trolls that everyone forget that they were ever real. Um, but this movie seems to lean more toward uh, what original Norse mythology considered trolls, which was um, basically the offspring of the creation of the world. Uh, in the beginning of Norse mythology, everything starts with uh, this just total chaos and nothingness, uh, this place called Gap, And, on one side of it, you've got this this realm of fire and a, another realm of ice on the other side. And after countless eons, they grow closer and closer together until the fire starts to melt the ice. And the frost that drips down creates the very first being in the world, which is Emir, who is a, a humongous titanic giant uh, with like feet like the size of mountains. Uh, and basically all of his offspring kind of like butted off of him uh, like jellyfish or something. Uh, and, and they're all giants as well. And they're, and they're what's considered the Jotun, uh, which is the race of giants. And from there, you know, you get down into the gods, the, the Aesir and the Vanir, where, you know, you get Odin and Thor and all that stuff. But you still have the Jotun around the whole time. They were interbreeding and they're in all the same stories with all those gods. And, Another word for Jotun is troll. So what we see here in this movie is 
what we're really implying is like a, an offspring of the original body of Emir, which in Norse mythology makes up basically the entire landmass of Midgard, which is present day Scandinavia. Uh, the body of Emir, after he was killed by Odin, uh, fell on the ground. Uh, the body became the country. His hair became the trees, and his blood became the oceans, all that kind of stuff. So uh, all of these trolls are all of his offspring, uh, the smaller ones, like the one we see in this movie. Uh, they kind of roamed around after that and would become, you know, the mountains and the hills as they kind of either were killed or fell asleep. And that's kind of how people back in the old ancient times explained where all the mountains came from. So in this, it is, I think, so there's like a conspiracy element to the plot. Um, like what, when Kevin was saying, like, it's revealed that, uh, you know, Christians are the ones that, you know, drove the trolls out of Norway or whatever. Is that what happened? <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah, because uh, anyway. the, prevailing, the prevailing thing that what really happened is when Christianity came to Norway and pushed all of that Norse paganism out, all the people who still believed in all that old Norse mythology and the poetic Eddas, uh, Christianity became the, the main religion of Norway and... No, according to the mythology of this movie and and in in real life, that is what pushed trolls out of existence. They they hated Christians. Uh, the ringing of bells of churches greatly like just made them angry and 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 they hated it. So they all just kind of retreated into the mountains and fell asleep or, or went away. And in the movie, they say that like they show like underground, there's like basically like a troll graveyard. Essentially, where they like, uh, yeah, toward the entire, yeah, yeah, toward yeah. the end of the movie, there's a revelation, uh, which I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. We want to like go through the movie itself. We yeah, can get yeah, to that we'll, revelation. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll build suspense here. <laughs> um, so uh, I guess I'll kind of give my overall like general, I guess, first impressions. Um, uh, <laughs> To the movie's credit, it's shot very well, um, and uh, the CG is 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 decent. Um, but yeah, it's one of those movies that really felt like um, a lot of like you'll watch it and it'll be like it's nothing that you haven't seen before, and there's not really enough done to add any kind of special personality to it to really differentiate it enough to make it, I guess, really noteworthy. Um, like, I was joking earlier, you know, oh, you can just say the plot of Godzilla 98, and you have, like, you have a lot of this movie. I mean, uh, you have everything from uh, the, the, the main uh, character, uh, the scientist, you know, she's, she's in the middle of digging for something, and, you know, a, a government guy comes and recruits her to come and look at a giant footprint, and they don't realize they're, like, standing in a footprint, and it just, and, you know, she gets fired from, from her job, and, and uh, a government guy, like, sneaks her out, and they're like, oh, like, we're not giving up yet, I mean, it's, I, I I messaged Lux when I was watching it. I was like, I'm at the part now where Matthew Broderick gets fired and Jean Renault picks him up. Like the and and that's kind of like the outline of the story. And then there's a lot of other things in there. Like um, her dad is easily the most interesting character, but she's estranged from her father, and he's grown up to be this kind of crackpot uh, conspiracy theorist and. Uh, he's like I said, he's the most interesting character in the movie, and he gets killed in the first act. So I don't know who uh, uh, watched Godzilla 2014 <laughs> and was like, "Oh, they killed the most interesting uh, character way too early." That's a great idea. Um, uh, and then, yeah, I mean, a lot of King Kong to the point where they even, you know, when the troll is dying, you know, the woman walks up to him and like puts her hand on him, and you hear his heartbeat slowly. 
uh, stop beating, just like in Kong 76, which was later uh, taken in Godzilla 98. Um, and it's just a lot of... Uh, to say that it's tropey is kind of just an understatement, because like it is, but not in a way that I think really gives it much spice. You know, I mean... There's certain filmmakers that, uh, you know, will make something that really isn't very original at all, but it feels new, it feels like its own world, a very unique world. Like, you know, um, Quentin Tarantino, uh, Guillermo del Toro, those are guys who um, have made some of the best movies of the last 20 years with taking, literally, just taking things from other things and putting them together, but they're able to do like a these cinematic remixes that don't feel like they're cinematic remixes. And this just feels like, yeah, we, we've seen it. Like I, I, I would compare it to if anyone's seen like a cheap shark movie that came out after jaws, you know, you're going to get the scene where, you know, uh, someone fakes a shark attack, you know, you're going to get, you know, uh shark eat like, you know, eating a boat, you know you're going to get the guy that won't close the beach in, like, every sci-fi channel, asylum, shark movie, like, has that. And, like, this felt like that. This is, like, a more expensive and more competently made version of that to me. So, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm, you know, it's not the worst movie you'll ever see, but for me, that's just why, it, where it's like, eh, I, I don't know how much I even have to say about this thing, but, um... All right, I'm going to pivot to Kevin just because uh I just I just know where I just know what he thought already and it it's like he's always kind of like especially when it comes to like giant monster movies, he's always like the one guy that has something nice to say about almost everything. So, Kevin, I I'll allow you to take the baton from there and you know, I don't know, maybe you might break character a little bit, but <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree with something that you said because you called it competent. Well, in some ways, I I didn't bring up one of my biggest gripes, which is the editing, which is like, it's some of the worst editing I've seen in a movie in forever, so don't hold me to that too much. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I mean, it's it's definitely taking uh, riffs on things that you've seen before, but it's like doing so without a fundamental understanding of the things that it's lifting. So you get these things like, you know, Brian Cranston's character in Godzilla 2014 is is obsessed with Godzilla, and he's like become a crackpot because of some like back personal tragedy. And in this, the father character is just uh, obsessed with trolls for some reason. Yeah, uh, it's not it's <laughs> That's not really true, yeah. elaborated on. It's just a source well, not of not untrue that, that, that happens. Uh, you know, you have you know your GI Joe character, a guy that's like supposed to be like has some sort of relationship with our main character lady who's very unlikable and it's not, it just kind of happens and it's not, there's, there's nothing that you get that makes you think, okay, these, these characters would like each other now. Um, and that's just every character in the film felt really like poorly fleshed out. Like they were just kind of skipping scenes that we needed to make us care or like, or understand them. It's almost like you, like, like you're trying to watch something and like someone keeps like accidentally sitting on the remote and it like skips a scene. Yeah. I mean like a character comes into a meeting and like is there for two minutes and then is like, well, why are we just sitting around here? We should be doing something. It's like what you just got here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, you know, you know, when I, when I came into the movie, like my first impression was like, Okay, this is kind of like reminding me of like Yongari, the the two thousand one slash nineteen ninety nine like Korean Godzilla ninety eight knockoff, but that had stuff in it still that made it more interesting than this. You know, it had aliens and and two monsters that fought each other, and it just you know give me something. And this movie just every time I feel like well maybe there's Maybe there's a hint that something interesting might be happening here. It just it backs way off, and then it keeps doing dumb, dumb things. You know, like we mentioned that you know, oh no, our machines, our machine guns didn't work. We better nuke the city. And like, wait a minute, 
<laughs> there's a whole spectrum of, of responses in between those things. And uh, it's that kind of like lazy storytelling that just really rubbed me the wrong way. Well, not only that, the guy that like, like puts the like nuke the city plan or whatever, like in place is like that. First of all, I, I just need to get it out of the way. That actor looks a lot like Lars von Trier, the director. Anyway, so the fake Lars von Trier guy is like, He's like that. Like we don't really know why he wants to do any of that. It's just like, oh, this character is just a jerk because, like, because. <laughs> yeah. Be- be- because of the the movie needs a villain. Right. Yeah. And they're like, well, he's the villain just because, like, I don't know, he's there. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like they they saw villains in other movies they saw other characters in other movies and and said i could do that but they didn't like understand why characters do things it's almost like um if you've seen those like things where it's like oh i fed an ai like a a a hundred issues of batman comic books and had it write a batman story (laughs) like it, it feels like that it's like i fed an ai like troll hunter godzilla 98 in King Kong, and I had it write a script. <laughs> and this is, like, what came out. Yeah, because, I mean, there's there's nothing that this presents you that hasn't already been done better in Troll Hunter. Right, yeah. And if this is truly the movie that this director has wanted to make for 20 years, I, I, I very much question that, and then ask, well, why <laughs> did you just watch Troll Hunter? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess, I guess the story there is like I don't know the Netflix people or the 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 studio that made this that then partnered with Netflix to make it. Like I don't know, they liked his previous work and they were like, "Hey, you know, we want to do a movie with you. If there's something that you would want to do, what would it be?" And he was like, "I had this troll hunt. This I I, I God damn it! I even almost said the." troll hunter myself he was like i have i had this uh idea for a troll movie in my head for like the last 20 years and like if that i could pick anything to do that would be it and they were like okay like go for it but yeah it's just it's a lot of just stuff you've seen only it makes less sense uh i don't know well uh 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 lux why don't we hear from you Oh. I mean, it's just, it's going to be a lot of <laughs> echoing the same sentiments. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of echoing the same sentiments. It's 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 not really a movie that does a lot that really interests me. I went into it just expecting a dumb, fun movie and just to turn off my turn off my brain and, and just have a good time. And I got a lot more dumb than fun out of it. Um, Again, it's just it's like a mishmash of all these other movies that we've already seen, all, all these old tropes, and none of them are done in any interesting ways that are new or exciting. Uh, we just go on this trip from the beginning of this movie we've already seen a hundred times to the end of this movie we've seen a hundred times, and we're like, well, I guess it's over now, and... Yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> um, uh, I, I would have to say my, my my biggest gripe with the movie is, like Kevin said, how toward the end of it, it just kind of ramps up into this mode of we need to add urgency, and all of a sudden we need to bomb our own capital city to get rid of this <laughs> troll. And. It makes zero sense. Like, you know who what? Does that? The the craziest thing about that is there's the plan. I think I think it's when the dad is still alive. Um, may, I think I might be wrong, but um, there's the plan they have where they're like, oh, trolls. Like you mentioned, trolls. They hate church bells, so they like get some church bells. And put them on some heli. Oh, here's another one. They put those on some helicopters, and then they like ring them. They they like fly around the troll and ring them, and they they recreate the uh, helicopter scene from Skull Island, like very very blatantly. Almost shot for shot. Yeah, like, yeah. It's almost exactly the same. <laughs> it really is. Um, and and uh, and like it drives the troll crazy, and like he smashes the helicopters, and it's like okay. Yeah, he smashed the helicopters, but like w- their their idea worked. 
Like the the bells were working. So I mean, I I don't understand why they would like if this was like a Shinichi Sekizawa script or whatever. Um, you know, you think about like the old Toho movies, and you know, I mean, the kaiju formula is oh, we're gonna try this, then we're gonna try this, then we're gonna try this. And so, like, if this was a Sekizawa script, for example, uh, you know, I use him as because he helped formulate that and is like one of the best writers in the in the that has been in the genre. He would he would do something where it's like, okay, that version of it didn't work, but like, how how will you know the scientists and the military come together to maybe make a, a some kind of some kind of other device that will like echo the sound of the bell. Or something. In this, they just drop it, and then the the guy's like, "We gotta, you know, use this unapproved super weapon missile." And everyone's like, "Oh, no one's gonna like like that." And he's like, "I don't care. We're just gonna do it and like blow up the city." They have like two seconds to evacuate, and like it's like, okay, that just went from like a two to eleven in like five minutes. Well, I mean, and yeah, much but, yeah. like in, uh, in What to Do with a Dead Kaiju, you have two people with different plans going on at the same time that are both, like, seem to be sanctioned, which is uh, a little confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the Bell plan was actually the second plan in the movie, and the, and that's what's wild about it, is the first one is where the dad died. It's, it's just okay. a traditional yeah. monster movie. We're going to line up our military here at this line, and we're going to blast that troll down and that's when they realize you know none of our weapons have any effect on this towering rock creature uh and the the dad goes to uh to to talk to the troll which is when we get this moment with the dad and the troll and you you can see that the troll is actually making a connection and thus you can you you start to pick up on that this is a sympathetic character um, and it's kind of briefly mentioned earlier in the movie too, when the troll destroys a house, how they heard that was like singing a sorrowful song. Um, the, the, the troll, as you get further in the movie, uh, that the church bell scene, it ends with, um, the helicopters are crashing down, but the troll saves a, a father and son that it sees on the ground from a helicopter that's about to fall on them. Uh, and then, this is leading into uh, what we were talking about earlier with uh, this cavern full of dead trolls. Uh, at the end of the movie, the troll is revealed to be on its way to Oslo because the uh, the Norwegian royal family, uh, apparently along with Christians in the past, massacred the, the, the mountain king or the, the king of the trolls and all of its uh, kin and uh, drove this troll, the, the troll that we see in this movie, uh, out uh, into uh, the Dover Mountains from that we see in the beginning of the movie. And uh, it's like the last remaining troll of its kind. Uh, it's, 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 it's just... It's it's a it's like this lost plot point, but <laughs> it, <laughs> you, they, you they want you to be there. sympathetic. Yeah, but it's 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 almost a lost plot point because it's it's hardly in the movie. And then by the time you get to the end, and and, and he's about to turn to stone because they've got all these tanning beds set up as this weird <laughs> like UV light thing. <laughs> <laughs> The 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 the, uh, the paleontologist character runs and turns off all the UV lights because she she's like her dad. She now believes like her dad did and tries to talk to the troll and tells it to run away. Like, yeah, get away when you know, yeah, don't want to. She's harm like, wait, the, this plan that we went through all this like these back doors and stuff to make happen. Like, let's not do that. Yeah. Like, what if I we realize, just I, what if we just tell it to go away? I realized that I stole the skull of one of your kin and lured you here to die. Um, but now I'm going to like turn all of this off and tell you that, no, no, we don't actually want to kill you. We want you to just, you know, go live peacefully. Yeah. And just go away. Have we and tried telling like, oh. it to leave yet? He's like, look, he's like, oh, okay. And then like two seconds later, the sun rises <laughs> and, then, and yeah. the troll turns to stone. It, it does like, turn okay. so much. Nighttime. The sun is going to come up every day. You know, it's well, okay. completely unpredictable. It could be any time. <laughs> It it's, it's goes like from immediate. nighttime. It goes from nighttime to like daytime in about thirty seconds. Like the pitch of black <laughs> to like 
she, yeah, she turns off the UV lights. She's like, all right, run away. And and, and as you get the, the emotional look in the troll's eyes, as it starts to understand. And then you see the light shining on its face and it starts turning to stone. It's like, what the heck just happened? Yeah. Yeah. So the movie just kind of ends with the troll laying there turned to stone and they're all just like go about their business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, I was watching this with, I actually watched this with Landon and Sarah. And Sarah goes, they're going to try to kill this thing with, with like, tanning beds, aren't they? And, I was, and, like, ten minutes later, <laughs> sure enough, that's actually what they were trying to do. Um, yeah, my wife called it as well. She was like, <laughs> I know exactly what this military guy's plan is. He has a plan. He's going to use tanning beds. It's like, where did you get that from? And I think maybe he was, like, standing near a tanning bed place or something. Uh, yeah, it's, like, in the background, but I didn't catch that, but she did. And, and so there we are with this 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 tanning bed setup to to kill the troll. Well, the the thing that I think all everybody kind of touched on is one, the the sympathetic troll card doesn't work because although there are some actions that happen throughout the movie, they feel sort of like disconnected, and you never have a moment with the troll that gives you enough like space and breathing room to actually feel sympathetic towards the character, at least for me. So like. It was kind of meh the whole time. Um, the other thing is the villain of the movie is like, I, we don't even realize he's the villain, really. He just seems like a military guy doing his job. And then at the very end, all of a sudden, you know, he's like trying to nuke the city. And then one of the, his, and then he gets punched in the face by one of the other military kit, like ladies. And then neither of, of them action. got fired for that. <laughs> At the end, they, they both just roll up like, Oh, you know, every, everything's fine. It's like, wait a second. Like, <laughs> Um, where, where, so like what, what I think people will enjoy about the movie, like if you're just looking for like some monster action, I think there's a decent amount of spectacle. I think the special effects are pretty good. And like, I don't know, I can't feel while yes, it's lazy writing and yes, it's full of tropes. There's nothing in this movie that for me was so egregious that I can like super hate it. It was just kind of yeah. a nothing burger. I feel, I feel apathy towards it more than anything. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of there. I mean, like. I, I admire Kevin's uh, like venom because we don't get that out of him a lot. But for me, it's it, it is just kind of like a eh. Like I like when this podcast is over, I'll probably just completely forget that it exists. I've already forgot it. I think Lux did a better job <clears throat> of like plot recapping <laughs> than I did. You know, we the the whole like tanning bed plan. We didn't mention that like. So, like, the, the one military guy that she's, like, friends with, like, after she gets fired and she's supposed to be going home, and her and the other guy are, like, uh, you know, doing the Matthew Broderick, Jean Renault escape thing, um, he, she's like, I have an idea, and she calls him, and she's like, you know, I don't know, she says something, words are said, and, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'll call some of my military friends, and, you know, we'll we'll figure this out, and, like, from what I understand, that was never, like, approved by anyone. So it's, like, this one guy, I don't know if he's a lieutenant or what, whatever. Her military guy calls other military guys, and then somehow he has, like, a whole army ready to, like, do this tanning booth thing. And it's, like, it, it, is, how, is it, how can you have a secret operation like that? That doesn't make any sense. I think when they rolled up, they said something about, like, his friends in the reserves or something. Like he called in the reserves, and it's like you, you said, just kind of it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, well, how, how do they do that without authority? like anyone else? No, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's like they just all got out of bed and just said, "Hey, we're going to go help our our buddy now." And on on the uh, on the note of like the sympathetic troll angle, that is something that like. Uh, you know, when when you first like learn a little bit about the troll, like that's something that I was like looking forward to seeing more of. Because um, one of you mentioned they say like it, it's like after like the first scene with the troll, like someone says like it sounded like uh it uh, it was singing a sorrowful song, and I was like, oh, that's like a really interesting angle. Like this thing is like singing a sad song, and and but like that's never brought up again. Um, to me, it just sounds like it's like a roaring monster thing. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the whole thing about like, oh, you know, uh, you know, uh, 
they they slaughtered his family and he's just trying to go like he's just trying to go home which i guess like what is he going to do there just like hang out in like a cave of skeletons i don't know um like that that just comes so late and you know we we really don't see that much characterization of the troll before that so it's like you know it, it it's like king kong but without the like emotion to it it just felt like they he over the 20 years of him thinking about how to make this movie he, the only thing he could, could uh, come up with is motivation for this troll to, to come down from the mountains and, and trash Oslo is um, his family died and he wants to go see his dead family. But the, and now we're going to bomb Oslo. <laughs> well, if they had introduced that in like the, the Royal castle thing a lot earlier, there would have, they could have set up some of that urgency and they could have set up some sort of, relation between the troll and the end goal of actually getting there to see the family. And then you, and then when you finally have the moment where like he sees the skull and he's impacted by it, I, f- I feel like you would have felt that a lot more, but again, it's all crammed into the final act. One yeah, thing doesn't land. I, I did. Yeah. And, but like one thing I did, I, I enjoyed the first third. This is kind of like exactly Godzilla 98. It's the, like the, the idea that they're trying to investigate and find out what this creature is and where it came from. Like, I think those things in the first, you know, third of the movie actually all work. And then much like Godzilla 98, it kind of goes downhill from there. Yeah, the first third of that movie kind of works too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. Like that, the first third of that movie isn't, isn't terrible at all. Um, and on that, on that same note, the, the movie does talk about how, um, the paleontologist father figure was, was ostracized by society for his weird troll theories and stuff. And, Dr. Mifuni. And, and, and that's that's revealed to have been uh, perpetrated by this Norwegian, uh, this Norwegian king dude, the prince or king or whatever he is. Uh, and if the father figure hadn't died in the first act of the movie, wow, we really could have had like a cool scene where the father figure talks to this king guy about like what happened, and they hash out all their issues, and it's like, hmm, I was right, and you were wrong. Maybe you shouldn't have done that to yeah. me. Now this troll's going to destroy your city. Uh, that would have been a really good scene to have, but it's just missing now because you decided to kill that character off. Well, I, I, that's similar with Godzilla 2014. I've always said, like, Godzilla 2014, like, I've heard them say, like, oh, we just couldn't figure anything out to do with that character after the first act. It's like... That movie should have been like the last crusade with Godzilla. You know, like that that the 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 movie should should have been about those characters like reconnecting. And I think that again, there's <laughs> a missed opportunity here as well. So so this troll is one of the children of the Mountain King or is this one the Mountain King? I don't even remember. This is one of the children. It's just one of the family. Okay. And he got separated from them. How? Yeah. They, like, they, it's, it's not super clear, but he, <laughs> they just, he, he just kind of like quickly explains, Hey, we killed the mountain King and all of his family, but this one troll, like we couldn't kill. So we, we drove him up into the mountains. Uh, and, and so he, he went to sleep up there and, and, <laughs> and, and, and nobody thinks to ask, Okay, how did you do that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I maybe maybe they use church bells. <laughs> what? <That's> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Is there? Have we? Have we? Have we? Not that's, th- that's troll. Yeah. yeah. Have, have we left any stones unturned? Not that there's that many. That was, that was a good pun. Uh, well done. Oh, I didn't even mean to do that. Um, <laughs> I mean, we could talk about the uh, the post credit scene in the credits. <laughs> yeah, Kevin, tell us about the post credit scene. Tell us how much you love that, because I know you do. Well, you know, I think everybody was really excited for a uh, for a sequel where we get to see the exact same nonsense happen over again. <laughs> um, so, you know, we we needed that 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 hook there, that post credits thing. You know, after the uh, very MonsterVerse style credits there. To oh the yeah, project. Yeah, the end credits are literally like every MonsterVerse movie where it's like, you know, you're watching like, you know, 
confidential files and footage stuff, stuff and they stuff. should have yeah. put in the movie but just decided to tell us about yeah <laughs> um i wonder if the, i don't know i mean like i said i don't know what netflix even looks at as like successful anymore they just seem to put out content and just leave it there and if it takes off it takes off if not whatever but i don't know that maybe we will get a troll to oh my god but, that would be <laughs> that would be amazing if it's just called troll 2 <laughs> But how dare you defile the legacy of Troll 2? Um, I'm sure it'll be called Troll Rise of Dark Origins or something. Here's here's yeah. here's my pitch, because I know Netflix people are listening. My pitch is the sequel, don't carry over any of the characters, don't have a troll, but have a goblin. <laughs> and, a Nilbog. Yeah, yeah, it takes place in Nilbog. And I will be there in the movie, or <laughs> hope I, that'd be awesome. Yes, put me in the movie, please. But I will also watch it. Um, you have to and wear also, a goblin t- goblin t shirt. Also, market some Nilbog milk for us. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right. I mean, I mean, it, I don't know. It it is kind of uh, I don't know. I I I am. It is kind of sad that this wasn't better because I think all of us here, and probably a lot of the people that are listening. I think that we uh, want to support and help foster new giant monster movies. And, you know, because it's just, you know, Ultraman, Godzilla, Kong, and yes, now even Gamera. Like, they're always just going to be there. And, you know, it's going to be, it's nice when we get something new, you know. And so I wish this was better. Um, and you know, Hey, if they do a sequel, you know, I'm, I'm going to sit there and hope it's, hope it's great. Hope it's better than this. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's always depressing to me when we do finally get, you know, a new kind of giant monster movie and it is such a, just, you know, bland kind of nothing. Um, and I, and I mean that when I, I, I mean like, you know, these, these big budget ones that like are on Netflix and, Actually, have money on the screen, um, but what can you do? Um, all right, so uh, how many? Um, I don't know how, how many giant thing chases a yellow vehicle slowly <laughs> through a city, like a certain movie from nineteen ninety eight. Um, do we want to give this out of five? I'll go. Uh, I'm going to give this a, a two and a half. And and honestly, I have weird emotions about this movie. Where like, I'm like, yeah, it's not that bad. It's fine. Some and like, I hear Kevin, and like, he's not wrong about anything he says. He's not. No. <laughs> but like, I can't. I can't muster up the sort of like vitriol of, of of those emotions. So like, it's it's a nothing burger kind of movie. I think there's some fun shots in it. I don't regret watching it. Could have been shorter. Could have been better. But it's like a two and a half. I think people that like giant monster movies will probably have a decent time watching it and then forgetting about it immediately after. Um, yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, I'm in a two and a half. I mean, two I save for something that sucks, but it's also like, I don't know, really boring. A two and a half is like, eh, it's not that good, but I don't hate myself for watching it. And I, I was never like angry watching it. So two and a half, I give it. Um, there's some neat ideas, uh, some cool effects, which I guess they didn't use any green screen in making this. That is something that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's you know, I I wouldn't I wouldn't tell someone to watch it unless they're like, oh, I want to watch every kaiju movie ever made or whatever. You know, I mean, if you're already a fan of the genre that's seen everything else, I mean go at it but you know it, it you know if i'm just talking it's to fine. yeah if i'm talking to you know joe schmo oh what mo- what movie did you watch this week oh i watched troll on netflix oh yeah how how was it eh you don't need you can skip it whatever <laughs> um so i'm in a two and a half uh kevin i'll let i'll let you uh do what you got to do here <laughs> yeah i mean it's again uh the effects are not bad i just there's there's an extent to which i feel 
almost like when you compare this, like you could have made 20 Asylum movies for whatever the budget is for this, right? Yeah. So from that perspective, I kind of feel like it's a waste of resources yeah. to have, you know, this very bland looking troll design in this really bland story that could go to something else. So that's part of why I'm being less forgiving of this than I otherwise might be mm-hmm. if it were a lower budget affair. Um, there, I, I kind of, as I was watching it, I was going back and forth because there would be moments of, of inspiration, you know, like the, 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 the helicopters with the bells, you know, that's, that's something that feels like out of an Ultraman Taro episode. And I can be like, oh, okay, I kind of dig that. Or like the troll is, is walking through the city and he's like looking at his reflection in the building and you kind of get this feeling that he's like out of place and out of time. Like, okay, I can kind of like get a little bit of pathos going on. So at those points I'm edging towards a two uh, and then the movie will immediately do something stupid and whiplash <laughs> me back to a 1.5 uh, 1.5 paleontology doesn't work like that. So out of five. All right, Lux, uh, bring us home. Uh, I guess I'll be the gracious one here, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and give this a three out of five. Um, I mean, a 2.5 for me would be just like, you know, mediocre uh, and ho-hum. Um, but I think the director here, uh, Roar Usag, uh, he set out, like he said, to to, uh, to make this passion project, and he wanted to make a movie that would be fun for everybody. Um and just like a general audience. Uh, I think in many ways he succeeded, even if it was very derivative. Uh, I mean, watching it, like uh, Kevin said, there were still moments in the movie that I thought were really neat and really fun. So I, I still had a good time, but um, I can't give it anything higher than a three because it, there's so much of it that really drags it down and, and everything that we already talked about. So th- that's where I'm going to sit at. I'm st- I'm going to recommend like anybody who likes monster movies, definitely watch it. It's, it's, it's an entertaining watch at the very least for probably everybody. Um, uh, I don't think anybody's ever going to return to watch it ever again though. <laughs> All right. So, uh, it's the best movie you've ever seen. And, um, all right. On that note, I think we are. I think we're good. We're trolled out. We are trolled out. Go watch Troll Hunter instead. There you go. There you yes. go. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Kaiju Transmissions podcast. Please take a moment to rate and review us on iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher. Make sure to subscribe for all the latest episodes. You can also check us out on Twitter at KT underscore podcast. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Kaiju Transmissions. And you can email us at kaijutransmissions at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments. And we will see you next time.